Hello and welcome to another episode of Daughter Talks with Adam Jacobs. Uh, my name's Adam Jacobs and this is the podcast that I use to prepare responses to the big ticket questions that my little baby girl, Aoife Daisy Jacobs, will ask me at some point in her life. She might be listening now. Hello, Aoife. I love you, sweetheart. And pay close attention. Get a piece of paper and a pen now. Take notes. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> daughter Talks is a good name for a podcast. It is. Anyone out there who's got a little daughter, a little just given birth to a little baby girl or whatever it might be, this is the podcast for you. You must listen to every single word. Go through the catalogue. It's wise, sage advice, answering questions like how to avoid psychopaths and how do I change a tyre? Everything covered everything. Today, interestingly enough, we um, I'm talking about this idea of controlling the things that you can control. Now, this is an idea, something that I spoke briefly about, I do believe, if I recall correctly, in, in association with something else. But I've been meditating on it, and I thought, you know what, I want to say one or two things specifically about that idea of t- keeping control of those things you can control. And as far as the rest of it's concerned, you must be aware with it, aware of it, sensibly aware of things that it, you are out of your control. Now, this seems pretty basic, really. Like a lot of things that I say, I so, say, yeah, sure, Adam, I'll keep an eye. I'll, I'll, I will control the things that I can control. Of course I will. I say, well, but do you? It becomes tricky and it becomes a problem. Ah, another mouthful of my cheap cold coffee. It becomes tricky when the things that you can't control become overwhelming. Because then it feels futile to attempt control at all. And I think we can all appreciate that. Sometimes, more or less we find ourselves in a spiral going down. But at any given moment in time, there is something happening in your life that you have control over. Putting aside extreme situations, such as, I don't know, you're caught in a rip and you've you've been washed out to sea and you're running out of energy and you're trying to keep your head above water. I mean, I'm not talking about that. It's just a separate thing. But you are always in a position where you can master some control over something. And I certainly don't mean control as in dominance. I mean that you are able to maintain some essential quality of your existence. So if we look at the list of things that you can that you can control at any point in time, well, money. You can choose. You can make certain decisions about where your money goes at any given point in time. Doesn't mean that you're in control of all of it or most of it even. But you are. At any given point in time, there is a decision that can be made regarding money where you are at the centre of that decision. All right. Words 
at any point in time, you have the power over the words you choose, the things that you want to say, the meaning that you want to leave people with, the sense that you want to impart in an attempt to influence others, whether it's good or bad, you have control over that. Your actions or your reactions, and that's where it gets a bit tricky. We don't always feel that we have control over our actions because we are in a reactive mode. And that's us protecting ourselves. Whenever you feel the impulse to react, whether it's to anger or fear, you're in survival mode. What's bad about that is that your brain doesn't grow. Your brain is overwhelmed very easily by the desire to protect itself, protect the body that it's attached to. Very, very powerfully and very easily overwhelmed. But you, but your brain is not learning anything new necessarily. Depends on the situation, of course. It's not a growth state. Acknowledging whatever what the state your brain is in, is in, in terms of what it asks you to do, what it asks the body to do, is the first step towards turning your actions into actions and, well, to change your actions from being purely reactions. What else do you have control over? At any given point in time, you have control over your breath. Ah, interesting, Adam, interesting. And this goes to the centre of what it is I wanted to say today. And yes, those of you who are already seeing it come, I am talking about meditation. But I don't want you to sit cross-legged on a cushion next to a statue of Buddha. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a more practical, quiet, silent, secret, secretive meditation that takes place all the time. Now, this takes a little bit of practice. And it's kind of like reinventing the wheel because you're teaching yourself to breathe again. I always thought to myself, uh, okay, everyone, this is one of my jokes, which I never made it to the stage. And I don't know why I have to say on the podcast all the jokes that never made it to the stage, except to say that I never got a chance to say them, so I'm saying them now. And they're daggy and they're silly and... And those people who are listening to this are probably a little bit daggy and silly themselves, I predict. But uh, I had a joke. It was like, uh, okay, everyone, follow uh, follow after me. In, out. Oh, 
Well done. I've been leading the way on that since I was born. What everyone did beforehand, I have no idea. <laughs> it was tied in with something else about modelling behaviour. I can't remember now what the joke was. It's probably one that did make it to the stage. That's why I can't remember it. Look, my point is this. There's meditation and there's meditation. There's a way that you can make every breath you take throughout the day be aware to you. And it's an interesting thing to way to put it because we also have to be aware of your breath. Well, your breath's going to happen anyway. It's almost like I said the other day when two people are talking. They're building a conversation, a bit like giving birth to a separate kind of entity, which is called conversation. Understand what I'm saying? And if you can, if you can respect the conversation as having a life of its own that you are simply helping to support, then the conversation will be effective for everyone involved. It's similar with your breath. Your breath's going to happen anyway, almost as if it has a life of its own. And we know, of course, that a lot of our functioning of our body is, what we say, automated. It's going to take place anyway, like sweating and burning calories and other much more, less complicated mechanisms. Breathing is one of those things. It's going to happen anyway, almost like it has a life of its own. So, there's a way in which you can be aware or your breath can be aware of you. If you do meditate, take a moment to consider that the meditation is asking you to take control of something that more or less you don't have to think about. And if, if you can accept that, then take a few moments to breathe with the mindset that it's something you sort of in partnership with. Your breath process is is like a friend that you go through life looking after, protecting. And that friend doesn't necessarily need to know that you're stressing about the traffic or that you're worried about money or that you're hungry or whatever it might be. If you could almost regard it as being someone that you want to protect from all the kind of negative things that are happening in your life and, and almost can say to yourself, well, breath, the entity known as breathing Let's call him Bruce. Okay? Think about everything that is involved in you taking a breath. 
as being a kind of creature in its own right, which we'll call Bruce. Bruce the Breath. See what I'm saying? You regard Bruce as someone or something that doesn't need to feel the pain of your life. In fact, he's a kind of friend to you that has a calming influence, that has a, who has the desire to make you feel happy and light and friendly and approachable. Imagine in a way, personify your breath and make that person someone you want to look after and care for and cherish and and help you enjoy life. It's an interesting little flip on the whole meditation thing. Because breath is going to happen anyway. Bruce is going to be there anyway. You get my point. There's no reason why he has to go through the rough and tumble of life. That's your job. You do that. He just needs to be calm and gently going along with you. Basically there to say, everything's going to be okay. I'm always going to be here. That's never going to change. And then you can work with him to make sure he is protected. So when I say take control of the things you can control, allow certain things to have a controlling influence over you. Because they are the things that, some of those things, such as your breath, is already looking out for your best interests. And it's almost like controlling is not really the right word. It's like you're building a relationship, a network, for the mutual benefit of both parties. Your breath wants to be free and un unhindered or not hindered or whatever the prefix prefix is supposed to be that's what that's what your breath wants and you want to feel calm and as if you can make decisions without defaulting to well without switching your brain into a survival mode where the growth and development of it stops. So work together and control is something that's a shared experience. Well, that's uh, Aoife. Uh, breathe. 
Breathe, little one. Live for Daisy Jacobs. And I love you.